All right, all right. Welcome back to The Sharpest Tool, where we take the sting out of marketing with everything that we're going to bring to the table here. My name's Josh. I am your host for the show, and I'm really excited about today because we have Jamie Adams, our Chief Revenue Officer here at Scorpion, joining us today. Jamie, welcome. Thank you for having me, Josh. It's good seeing you, man. Yeah, it's good to see you too, man. Why don't you give our audience a little bit of insight into what you do for Scorpion, a little bit about your background. Sure. So I've been at Scorpion for about four and a half years. Previous to that, I've been in digital marketing for the previous eight years, so almost 12 and a half years here in digital marketing. My job here at Scorpion is to lead the sales and business development team. So we're out looking for new customers to come take part in what we're trying to do for Scorpion, help them attract more clients, more jobs to their business through marketing and advertising, primarily through digital channels, obviously. Yeah. I've spent a lot of my time kind of focusing in on a handful of verticals. Home services being one. Most of my experience in home services was actually kind of brought on by working with large franchise organizations. So companies like the Dwyer Group, who own Mr. Rooter Plumbing and AirServe Heating and Air. So I've got a lot of experience in home services. I've got some experience in automotive. Clearly here at Scorpion, we do a lot in legal and healthcare. So rounded that out the last couple of years. But honestly, I'm just really passionate about local businesses. So helping businesses who are really dependent on consumers in their markets. So not your e-commerce people that can sell anything to anybody. But people that are really relying on attracting people in their markets and getting them to do business with their company. Absolutely. So you've been around the game for quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it in internet years, I'm ancient. I'm ancient. (laughs) You're an old dog. That's right. (laughs) Well, what have you seen? What are some of the biggest shifts that you've seen being in the game for so long? What are some of the biggest shifts you've seen in the online marketing atmosphere? Clearly the biggest shift in terms of just how local businesses think about marketing advertising happened when things started moving away from yellow pages as being the primary on-demand advertising machine, the place that you go when you need a local business was the Yellow Pages. And when that shifted to become more search engines and now obviously primarily Google with some Bing Yahoo mixed in, that was a big shift. But I think over the last couple of years, really honestly, in the last 18 months, I can speak to this honestly from a consumer perspective because I am a homeowner. And when you think about home services and all the things that come with being a homeowner as it relates to making sure that you've got your appliances intact, you've got your HVAC systems at work. In my case, I've had to replace three in the last three years. Holy cow. Yeah. Over the course of participating in those things as a consumer of services, I've seen some drastic changes when they think about hiring a contractor that they weren't probably even thinking about, it didn't put as much emphasis on five years ago. Sure. And we can talk a little bit about those things. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that kind of starts pointing us down the thrust of really what we want to get into today. And that's this idea of micro moments. Mm. But I think to really kind of understand exactly what a micro moment is, let's kind of take a look at what the consumer journey looks like. From your experience, I know it's changed a bit. How is how people consume media online evolved over the years? And what changes have we seen in that consumer behavior, how they're interacting? Yeah. I mean, I think that if you're just talking about media consumption as a whole, I mean, I think that the biggest impact to that has clearly been mobile devices. Yeah. Right. I mean, even when the internet became a place that people searched, when Google became a place that people went to find products or to find services, for a long time or for several years, at least from that early 2000s until really around until the iPhone came out, 2007, eight, I guess. Yeah, people went to Google, but they had to go to a computer and you had to go sit down and get behind a machine. Whereas now, everything that you want from a media perspective is in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that speaking from experience that 
I'm in media consumption mode almost all day throughout the day, right? It's yeah. walking from a meeting and looking at Facebook or looking through Instagram. It's checking new sites that I look at every single day, multiple times a day that I've got bookmarked on Safari on my iPhone. So we're in this constant motion of consuming media as consumers today. It's not just getting home from work, sitting down in front of a TV and watching a couple of hours and that's it. Yeah. It is every day throughout the day at some point, at least several times an hour, I would venture to say most people are consuming some sort of media primarily through their mobile device. Sure. And the evolution of the technology itself kind of predicates that, right? You know, having your social platforms and your phone book and your news sites and everything all in one device, you don't have to go jump around. It's right there. That's right. So that's incredible. So the consumer journey has kind of evolved a bit in terms of how people are engaging with businesses. You yeah. Know, I think we look at the state of the past 50 years, 50 years ago, we were exposed to so much less. Yeah. And now we're exposed to so much more. And so the businesses that are winning today are the ones that understand that pattern and how to really cut through the noise. How do people go about the steps to get to the point where they're ready to pick up a phone and call a business? What's that look like today versus 10 years ago? Yeah, I think today, at least in the point of need where I'll give you an example, right? So I bought a house about three and a half years ago in Dallas. And about two years ago, I came in from work one day, I opened the front door and my house is kind of built on a hill. So there's multiple levels of the house and there's three different HVAC units. So I walk in and I literally, you know what Dallas summers are like. Oh, yeah. I walk in and it is just torturously hot inside my house. I walk in, I immediately am sweating. I walk over to the thermostat. The thermostat's off. And I know nothing about HVAC systems, right? So immediately I reached in my back pocket. I pulled out my phone. I typed in HVAC repair near me Mm -hmm. on my phone as I'm standing there sweating (laughs) and the things that I'm most concerned about at that moment in time, right? Where my HVAC broke, I want something quick because it's really, really hot and uncomfortable. And I'm going into the weekend, by the way. So what I'm thinking about at that moment is I want somebody quick to come over and fix my problem. And I want to make sure that they provide good service. So I'm thinking about proximity, right? I'm thinking about what's their schedule like. And I'm thinking about, can I find validation quickly that these guys are good at what they do? Yeah. So in our world, that would be transcribed as online reputation, right? So in that moment, those are the things that I'm looking for. So when I do a Google search on my phone, am I finding people that are close to me and do they have good star ratings? That's what I'm looking at in that moment where I think a lot of HVACs and plumbers and appliance repairs and electricians somewhere miss the boat along the way is they become very reliant on that moment and they're not doing enough up the funnel in marketing to really make consumers aware of the fact that they are a business that may be able to provide a service to them when they need it and doing things like that through social, Facebook, Instagram, putting out, producing unique content that when I had that need, if I needed an HVAC, instead of just doing a generic search for an HVAC, what would influence me to search for a specific provider? Absolutely. And I think they're missing the boat on that a little bit. We can dig into that a bit more. But in terms of just fulfilling that immediate need, if you don't know anybody that you want to call, you're not familiar with the business, you don't have time to go to your social network and say, hey, everybody, can someone recommend an HVAC guy? Because I need somebody right now. 
I think that's the impact that these micro moments have because everything is so readily available right in your back pocket with your phone. Totally. Let's talk about moments a bit. I know you mentioned a lot of great examples. Just define for me, what would you say a micro moment is when it comes to the buying funnel? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the exact moment in time where it hits a potential consumer that they may have a need to buy a product or service, right? And yeah. Because we're in constant media consumption, because we are conditioned as humans today to have everything at the tips of our fingers, literally. Yeah. I mean, think about, you're an Amazon Prime guy. Yeah, I'm uh, an Amazon Prime guy. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I mean— Two-day shipping. <laughs> yeah, and you're living in a society where just five, six, seven years ago— you wanted toilet paper. You got up and got in your car, went to the store and ordered toilet paper. Today, I pull out my phone and I can have toilet paper sitting in my front door in two hours. Yeah. So micro moments are, like I said, these moments that exist where all of a sudden you are hit with, as a consumer, the idea that I need something. And yeah. I go take advantage of that, in my case, through primarily digital channels and get what I need in that moment. Absolutely. How does that change? How do these micro moments change or should they change how businesses look at their customers? I think they have to change. I mean, I think if you look at businesses, or at least we can speak to this, the businesses yeah. that we work with that are taking advantage of micro moments by being present through marketing and advertising in their target customer's micro moment, the businesses that are doing that are the businesses that are consistently growing month after month, year after year. Yeah, The ones that are not are leaving their business at chance a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, they're completely reliant on word of mouth. They're completely reliant on <laughs> a memory of someone having maybe seen a billboard. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's critical. And you know, where we see that manifest itself, at least for most home services companies today is, you know, I always tell businesses, when you think about a marketing funnel, the traditional marketing funnel, right? Starting at the top, very broad is awareness. Yeah. So making people aware of your business and your brand, progressing down to the funnel to consideration right? I'm thinking about a product or service. So I want to make sure that when people are thinking about it, that I'm in front of them and through marketing and advertising in that stage. And then finally purchase, I'm ready to buy now. And when they're ready to pull the trigger, you want to be in the mix of the businesses they're thinking about pulling the trigger with for whatever your product or service is. Sure. I always tell businesses, and especially in the services space, you got to think about the funnel moving from the bottom to the top. Sure. So, Deal with those micro moments, those purchase points of someone like I had where I walked in my house. I wasn't thinking about an HVAC system that morning when I left to go to work. Yeah. But when I walked in my house, I had a moment. Mm -hmm. I had a need. And the businesses that were at the top of a Google search result that also had good reviews yeah. were getting the phone call and did get the phone call. And one of them got my business. Sure. And, you know, it led to an initial diagnostic call. Someone came out, told me what was going on fixed the problem temporarily. I think it was a coil issue or something and signed me up for their Advantage plan, mm -hmm. right? So they're getting in my house twice a year now. I get some discounts based on the work that they sure. do for me and then eventually got me to, to buy a new unit from them. Wow. So all of that happened in the span of under 30 to 60 seconds. Definitely. And that's the quintessential micro moment experience Definitely. as it relates to services. Had a similar experience with appliance repair. My washing machine went out. Yeah. Same thing, called Mr. Appliance. Really cool about that, actually, is I was actually able to schedule through their website 
I was able to pick a time, yeah. got a notification, got a text message with a picture of the tech coming out. It was a great experience. And then most recently, I've had a leaky roof. Yeah. So I've had damage restoration people come out. I've had roofers come out. And a little social experiment with that process, I actually used Google Assistant and voice for the entire transaction. Holy So holy. never looked at a website, which is interesting. That brings up a whole new conversation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you mentioned you were at the bottom of the funnel mm-hmm. in that decision-making point where you're like, I need somebody out now today. I'm ready to place a phone call. Yeah. And I think we could look at that as one example of one micro moment. And we mentioned that there's a bunch of different places that those moments happen throughout the funnel. What are some other personas, if you will, of customers at those different stages and what types of micro moments are they experiencing? It's tricky for home service businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Because I always refer to home service companies as primarily they're reaching customers in a state of panic and uncertainty. Yeah. Because they're not selling a service that anyone thinks about until they need it. Yeah. Right? I'm not sitting around thinking about an HVAC system like I'm thinking about, I want to go buy the newest Apple Watch. Sure. Right? So I think that the trick becomes is, At what frequency does it make sense for a home service business to expose their brand and their service to consumers who they want to make sure that in a micro moment where that consumer has a need for what they sell for their service, that they're the business that's remembered? Mm-hmm. And I think that the way to influence consumers in that way is to have a presence in the places where consumers are having micro moments throughout the day, right? Yeah. So that's on social media, on Instagram, sure. on Facebook, potentially on Twitter, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you have a plan and a mechanism to expose your brand, expose your business to people in those moments so that when they do have that micro moment, I need a they think of you yeah. and they look for you, not just look for a service provider generically. Definitely. And if you want to talk about ideas on how to go about that, sure. right? I mean, yeah. I think one of my favorite examples is one of our clients, interestingly enough, S&D Plumbing. Yeah. Right? So S&D Plumbing, plumbing company located about 30 miles east, northeast of Austin, Texas. So really, really small town, but they've got amazing barbecue there. Yeah. <laughs> Really, really small town. So for a company of their size, you kind of look at it and like, how do these guys stay in business? Because they're running, I want to say 10 or 20 techs. Yeah. And they're in a town of maybe a couple thousand people. Sure. So they're really relying on penetrating that Austin market, right? Where the larger population lives. And one of the things that they've done is they've taken their brand and they've broadened it to be more than just a plumbing company in the minds of their target consumers. Sure. So they're putting out great video content, not just about plumbing, but also they're trying to expose the personalities of their technicians, of their owners, of their inside staff, the people that are taking calls and dealing with customer issues in, in the office. They're exposing the personalities of those people and they're exposing their story to the population through social media and through video. Yeah. So I don't know if you caught wind of this, but last February, they did this Valentine's Day giveaway. (laughs) And it was Dan Dowdy, who I think is the owner slash general manager of the business, and one of his technicians, they were giving away like a day spa thing to anybody that would share the video on Facebook and some other stuff, like a a night out at a restaurant. But the whole expose was the technician was kind of giving Dan Dowdy a fake massage on a workman's table. (laughs) And they did this whole spiel, right? But again, they're not talking about plumbing, but they are exposing their brand 
to an audience in and around Austin. And it's a unique thing, right? Not many yeah. people are looking at a plumbing company and going, oh, wow, that's like every other plumbing company Definitely. that I know. So doing things like that gives your plumbing, your HVAC, your appliance repair, your roofing business, pest control business. Doing content like that and exposing your brand to people before they need you is going to give you an advantage when that need happens. Sure. And that could be the difference from someone in Austin going to Google when they have a plumbing issue and searching for plumber near me to them going to Google and searching for S&D plumbing. Absolutely. That's a big competitive advantage for S&D plumbing, in my opinion, in their market. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, this has been awesome. I think we've got a lot of great nuggets. Fortunately, we're short on time, but <laughs> it goes by fast, doesn't it's it? It's too quick. <laughs> this has been great. Awesome. I, mean, like, I think our goal here, as you know, is to help Plumbing yep. and HVAC companies help home service contractors reach more of their ideal customers in their local markets. Yep. And this has been fun, man. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, hey, I appreciate you coming on. And for everybody listening, if you found this valuable, definitely give a little love tap to that subscribe button wherever you might be at so you can get more of this awesome content. And from all of us here at The Sharpest Tool, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.